The Insurance and Injury Law Show right here, Talk Radio AM 640. The number to get a hold of Savannah anytime, 1-888-990-9646. Again, 1-888-990-9646. You can go to injurycalculator.ca. We'll get to that in just a little bit here. And emails anytime uh, now or after the show or anytime in between. Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Week that was, brother, what is happening? Well, a lot is happening, John. Let's start off from a submission that I received to that website that we're going to talk about, fightformyltd.com, that we had launched a few months ago, which is really, really popular. This is a submission from a gentleman. His name is Charles from Ottawa. And remember, that website was created to allow people quick access to be able to just answer five simple questions I get those responses and then I contact the individual and I tell them you have a case or you don't or do I need some more information and and they provide that to me. So the questions are very simple. How old are you? Have you been denied or cut off long-term disability? Uh, What is the nature of your disability? What kind of disability do you have? Are your doctors supporting you being off work? And why has the insurance company denied or cut off your disability? That's all I really need to know, at least at the outset, to be able to tell you if you have a case. Many people who are uh, on long-term disability, they have questions, and I answered those questions on that other website, Mm -hmm. mydisabilityquestions.com. And again, uh, these are free websites, right? I I encourage people uh, to use them to tell people that they know that perhaps are dealing with their long-term disability insurer to use them. So let's go through this uh, one example, this one submission I received from Charles from Ottawa. How old are you? And he writes 52. Have you been denied or cut off long-term disability? He says yes. Uh, I asked, uh, or the website asks, what is the nature of your disability? And he writes, severe concussion. And remember, John, from other shows we've done, concussion is is a form of brain brain injury. injury. Exactly. So that's severe. Do you have doctors or treatment providers supporting your claim for disability? In other words, are your doctors telling you you cannot work because of your disability? He says yes. And the last question, why has the insurance company denied or cut off your LTD? And he writes, they advise that after one year of coverage that I no longer meet the criteria for long-term disability, which again begs the question, well, how would they come to that conclusion if your own doctors are saying that you do meet the criteria, that you are disabled? So just based on this, I can tell you that Charles likely has a case. I need some more information. I contacted him and we are now in touch. So it's that simple. If you are facing an LTD cutoff or denial, don't appeal these decisions. These appeals, whenever you are cut off or denied disability, you are invited to appeal. Don't appeal. I tell people these LTD appeals are useless. The majority of them are just detours. They extract a huge huge emotional toll, financial toll, because you have to survive through the appeals process. Just contact me. Go through that website. If you don't want to contact me directly, you can just answer those questions, and we correspond via email. So very, very simple. It's it's almost comical to to think that someone's going to say, sorry, we've cut you off. Oh, by the way, you can appeal back to us if you want to try it again. It's like going through a revolving door. Hey, how are you? <laughs> it's so, you so, you know what? It, so it's funny you say that. So this morning, just this morning, uh, I, I was speaking with one of our employment lawyers, and he's helping this lady with her human rights complaint. Remember, we have a lot of employment lawyers at the firm, mm-hmm. and oftentimes people who are seeking advice on their employment matters also have disability cases because clearly they're having these issues with their right. employer because of the disability. So this lady apparently has this human rights matter, and and get this, she she's she was denied LTD. She's now uh, in her second uh, round of appeal uh, with the LTD insurer, and of course that's going to get rejected. I can I can bank everything on that. But guess what? She called another LTD lawyer. 
She clearly didn't know that we do long-term disability. She called another one, and guess what that lawyer told her? No. That lawyer told her that it would take her a minimum, a minimum of four years to resolve that case with him. <laughs> oh, I almost fell down when, when my colleague told me that. It's just insane. One of the lawyers I work with on LTD cases just resolved a case two weeks ago that he started just this past October. So literally a few months later, the claim was completely resolved. It was resolved for close to six figures, okay? And again, we're dealing with cases where people are coming to us because the insurance company, the LTD insurer says, you have no case, you are not disabled, we don't believe that uh, you can't work or you're not complying with uh, the treatment provider's recommendations. Whatever the reason is, People are told you're going to be cut off or you you are cut off or you're denied in the first place. And they think they have no recourse. Right. You have recourse. Give us a call. Email me. Use that website, fightformyltd.com. It is so simple. People all across the province, from Ottawa to Toronto to Niagara Falls, Windsor, they're using it. It's very, very simple. We have helped so many people. I can't even start counting how many. Got a couple minutes till we take our uh, first uh, little break. What else you got? Well, I have one case which is quite tragic. This is an individual, and this, by the way, hammers the point about how unreasonable some of these insurance companies are. This gentleman has been on LTD for a year, and uh, the reason he's been on LTD is because his 12-year-old daughter was killed in an accident. Mm -hmm. So he suffers uh, from PTSD. He also had a stroke, a whole bunch of other issues. Uh, his family doctor referred them to a psychologist uh, that he went to see. And, of course, his therapist and his family doctor are supporting the fact that he cannot work. Remember, this gentleman lost his daughter, 12-year-old daughter. Uh, and and he, he was advised, this is back in February of this year, that he will be cut off mm-hmm. LTD as of March 31st. You know why, John? Why? It's insane because the insurance company didn't recognize, didn't accept the psychologist's oh, diagnosis. Why? Because they say, well, this psychologist is not a psychiatrist. Insane. Forget for a second the differences between psychologists and psychiatrists. Okay, one is an MD, one is not an MD, generally Mm -hmm. a PhD. This person lost a child. Right. Do you really need to be a psychologist? And this was a year ago, to to recognize that this person is suffering from PTSD and can't go back to work at this point in time? Insane. So I'll tell you right now, no question in my mind that we can help this gentleman. No question in my mind that we can resolve this case fairly quickly, easily, and we are the ones going to be dealing with the insurance company, not him. The number is one 990 9646 Again, 1-888-990-9646. Get a hold of Savannah anytime. If you want to know where that information came from, fightformyltd.com. We'll get to more of the show and the injury calculator in just a bit. It's the insurance and injury law show. It's Talk Radio, AM 640. The number is one triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six. You can email as well. Help at the insurancelawyer.ca. Let's get into a couple more cases here. We'll also touch on the uh, the injury calculator as well. What's going on, Bill? Absolutely. So let's talk about a few more cases. LTD cases. Again, I mean, those are just filling up my inbox. So this is this lady, uh, Cheryl from Georgetown, contacts us. Uh, she says that her insurance company, her LTD insurance company, is trying to force her back to work. Uh, she was notified by her claims adjuster that her file will be sent uh, to the medical board for review, whatever that means. She started LTD back in August of 2015. She was diagnosed with rectal cancer. She had three surgeries. She's currently under the care of her surgeon, and she has physio. She's 50 years old. She is not able to go back to work, but she keeps getting pressured by the adjuster, the case manager handling her claim for the insurance company, to try to go back to work. So she wants to know, If she tries to go back to work and that doesn't work out, 
what can happen? I mean, just think about what this lady is going through, that she's just, she doesn't, she's at her wit's end. She doesn't know what to yeah. do. So, you know, and I've had this situations happen to me. People come to me when they've tried to go back to work despite their doctor saying, no, you cannot, because they are being pressured by their insurance companies. And what happens? These, people, these, these poor people crash and burn. Mm-hmm. And so, in a way, if you think about it, it's counterintuitive for the insurance company because then these people are really in need of LTD. Yeah. So, in any event, to answer this lady's question, first of all, I told her, you do not have to go back to work if you do not feel that you are ready. And certainly, if your doctors are telling you that you are not ready and they can provide reports, a letter, something that says, no, this person is unable to go back to work. The insurance company cannot force you to go back to work if you are not ready to go back to work. But what can happen if she tries and then she fails? Well, I tell people, listen, if you are going to try, if you feel like you can and you have clearance, medical clearance, no problem. Make sure that uh, you are in contact with HR, with the company you work for. Make sure that the attempt to work is recorded. And if you fail, in other words, you go in, you're unable to proceed, to continue. I don't know, you get sick within a matter of minutes, hours, right. days of trying to go back to work. Make sure that it's recorded. HR records what has happened because we are then going to use that against the insurance company if they don't back down and put the person back on LTD. So very important to understand don't let the insurance company force you and squeeze you, right, to go back to work if you are not ready. But it's, it, you've often said that in the past as well, people are often worried that it's it's not going to bode well for the case if they try because now it doesn't look like I'm disabled. The opposite is true. It's actually good to go back and make an effort to mitigate, right? Yes. So long, so long. Remember, right. I've always said this. So long as two criteria are met, that you feel like you can do right. it, right? And if you get medical clearance. Right. Do not go if you feel that it's only going to make things worse, and certainly do not go if your doctors are saying you are not ready to go. I have seen more than once, quite a few times actually, where people just feel like they are being so pressured by the insurance company, financially squeezed, that they say to themselves and to their families, look, I have to try to go back because otherwise I'll get cut off. Well, guess what? If the insurance company doesn't recognize what your doctors are saying, that you are unable to go back to work at this point, you trying to go back to work... And failing is not going to, in my opinion, persuade the insurance company not to cut you off. Right. Don't be a hero. Clearly, yeah, clearly they've made the decision to squeeze you and to try and get you back to work. And unfortunately, many times people do try to go back to work against medical advice and they crash and burn and things only get worse. one 990 That's a new number. Write it down. one 990 What else we got going on? Got a couple minutes. Yeah. Well, we have a question that was submitted to uh, the website we mentioned, mydisabilityquestions.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, free website. I'm the one who answers the questions that come there. And the question is this. Uh, I qualified for LTD for my insurance company, but was cut off after uh, or, or close to the two-year mark. How long do I have to start a claim against the insurance company for my cutoff? Uh, and, you know, I always tell people, look, you have two years from when you're cut off, generally speaking, but why wait that long? I, I think that the reason why people are asking me is because they want to know if they have to do it within, you know, 10 days or right. a month. No, you don't. You have two years. But remember, the longer you wait, the longer it's going to take me to resolve your case, right. right? If it takes me three months to resolve your case, as an example, and you've come to me a year after you were cut off, well, then it's going to take me a year and three months sure. after you were cut off because you've only come to me a year later. Gotcha. So come to yeah. me as soon as possible. Contact my team as soon as possible. At the very least, contact us when you are denied or cut off to get your legal options. 
And John, I have people contacting me and I tell them sometimes, look, I can't help you for this reason or that reason. And not always do the insurance companies make bad decisions. Sometimes insurance companies legitimately cut somebody off. For example, let's say you have a policy that takes your LTD up to age 65. That's the majority of policies. Yep. So I have a gentleman who's called me last week uh, who said that, look, I'm 64, and my insurance company told me they're going to cut me off, I think it's April of next year. What can I do? Well, I tell him, look, the policy only allows them uh, or provides that they pay you until age 65. I can't do anything about that. I can't help you. So I'm not going to drag on the process. I'm not going to take on someone as a client if I can't help them. And that's true of all the lawyers at my firm. You know, we do really try to help people. That's, I think... You know, one of the cool things about what we do is that we do have the skill and the power to help people, but only within the boundaries of the law. And you've also mentioned, I know, in past shows, and I think it's worth echoing once again, that if you're if you're waiting all this time to begin your claim and you contribute to your long-term disability, but it's not all your contribution, all that back time is going to get taxed. You got it. Right? Exactly. So you don't want to do that. Don't be waiting. No, you're completely right. If you're not the one who paid 100% of the premiums for your LTD coverage- Which will be tax-free. Which will be tax-free. If you contributed or your employer paid for all of it, then if you wait for a year and we resolve your case a year and three months later, well, guess what? A year and three months worth of LTD is going to be taxable. Why would you do that, right? When we resolve LTD cases, generally speaking, future LTD that we resolve, that if, if it's a lump sum settlement, that's not taxable. Right. So you want to start these claims as soon as possible to save on that. Got about a minute just to quickly dip into the injury calculator. Give us some broad strokes on that. Also a fantastic free tool. Uh, it's essentially a collection of cases from across Canada, uh, and it's a database, and it's anonymous. So it allows users, somebody who have been uh, who has been injured through no fault of their own, car accident, mm-hmm. slip and fall on ice, on water, anything like that. You know, you, you, you uh, broke your back, you, you fractured your ankle, you tore your shoulder. You want to know, does it make sense for me to start a claim? What can I be looking at in terms of compensation right. for my pain and suffering? That calculator allows you to just input a few key pieces of information. What kind of injury you suffered? When did you suffer it? What's your age? Severity of injury? And then it looks through the database of cases and tells you, John, for your ankle, you could be looking at potentially thirty to $60,000 right. in compensation. But that's only, of course, for pain and suffering. That's not for the other heads of damage that we've discussed before. We'll take a, a short break into some of your emails as well. Again, that email address is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. The number to call through anytime, one 990 It's the Insurance and Injury Law Show right here at Talk Radio, AM 640. one 990 is the number to get a hold of Savan and his uh, his people at the firm as well. You want to go to help at theinsurancelawyer.ca through an email. I got one from Janice here. says, my father's been suffering from depression and recently with the passing of his wife, it's become intolerable and he hasn't been able to go to work. His employer says that he should not be coming in until he is better and he's been seeing a psychologist for over a year. The insurance company, not sympathetic and the adjuster says that they don't have enough medical support to keep him on LTD. They said that he will be cut off on April 10th and that he can <laughs> he can appeal the decision. What does this mean? Well, Janice, first of all, it tells me that, uh, I mean, the, the, the appeal invite, again, that's standard. Don't think or your father shouldn't think that it's uh, specifically an invitation for him, okay? Every denial letter that I've ever seen, every cutoff letter I've ever seen always has this uh, invitation in the yeah. end to appeal. So do not appeal. 
Now, uh, clearly, your father has gone through through uh, a traumatic experience. Uh, you know, this is something that I can't even fathom uh, that, that he's lost his wife. Uh, and you know, if his employer is backing him on this, no question in my mind uh, that he should not be cut off LTD. Uh, so, so, you know, the insurance company is saying we don't have enough medical documentation or support. I don't know what that means exactly. Does that mean that they don't have current reports? Does that mean that his psychologist uh, hasn't provided the necessary uh, guidance for the insurance company? Or does it mean what I generally see in these cases where the psychologist or the orthopedic surgeon or the family doctor Everyone is telling the adjuster, no, this person is disabled. They cannot work for X and Y reasons. And the adjuster just brushes it aside and says, no, I know more than them. Of course. Right? So it's very, very possible that's what's happening here. Uh, I would be able to to chat with your father or with you for that matter, perhaps review a few of those reports. And within minutes, literally minutes, I will tell you if your father has a case. But by no means should he be appealing the decision. I think that's a mistake. It's going to be a detour. It's going to take a huge emotional toll on him and all of you. I know the question you get often from uh, from people who call and write into uh, to both the show here and to the uh, to the firm outside of the uh, the show hours is you know I've I've been getting these letters these notices that I'm going to be cut off. Is it legal? Like has the insurance company done anything wrong? Can they do this? Basically, is what they're asking. So that's interesting. So we're not yeah. talking now about people contacting me and saying I was cut off, yeah. right? Past. They're saying I'm going to be cut right. off, and we've talked about that before and how that irritates me. Uh, and what I've started doing, which is to offer people for free, uh, for me or somebody on my team to review the documentation, the medical documentation, to get this individual to sign an authorization, allowing us to communicate directly with this adjuster who sent the letter and try and get the adjuster slash insurance company to reverse their position. So we're talking about cases where somebody has not been cut off, but will be cut off, and we are stepping in at the last moment, trying to avert that cutoff. We do that, we do a lot of that, and we don't charge for it. At the very least, we are positioning the claim in such a way that would allow this individual that's contacted us to start a claim immediately if the adjuster doesn't listen to reason. Now, legally, what has the adjuster done? What has the insurance company done here? And I have situations, by the way, John, where the insurance company is not just saying we're going to cut you off next month. I have situations, uh, I'm dealing with one in Ottawa right now, where uh, the insurance company is saying, we don't believe you will meet that two-year change in definition, which we'll talk about later, in November of 2017. Okay, This gentleman contacted me before before the new year. So we're talking about 10 months or so in advance. They don't think so. Insane. Nice crystal ball. How would they know? So so in law, law, this is called anticipatory breach because we're anticipating that they will be breaching the policy, the contract between the insurance company and the disabled individual. And based on that, we oftentimes start the claim against the insurance company because, hey, look, insurance company says we're going to be cutting the person off. As far as we're concerned, there is no good reason for them to do so, certainly not all these months in advance. And so we take that to be anticipatory breach, which then means that we have remedies. We have uh, a, a, a way to, to seek compensation, redress under the law. A preemptive for, strike. A pre- exactly, yeah. for our clients. Exactly. Yep. Like you have to be proactive. You, you can't just be one of those lawyers or law firms that just waits, you know, sits back. They have, a, you know, 10,000 cases on their shelf. I mean, listen, we're very busy. I mean, we have a very high-volume practice, but both Lior and I, right, my partner and I, we're very, very 
focused on on the quality aspect of what we do. So, you know, the fact that we have a lot of cases, a lot of people we help, doesn't mean that the quality goes down. It just means that we get more people to work on these claims so that there is enough hands on deck. That's extremely, extremely important. We are very proactive. We always, always fire a preemptive strike if I think that's going to avert a cutoff or a denial for my client's LTD. Well, you don't spend all your time doing TV commercials but billboards <laughs> on the highway. So, you know, no, you we, get we some don't work do done. We, we, you right? know what? One of the things that distinguishes us from a lot of, I think, the lawyers out there that you see on the billboards, uh, I'm not afraid to say it, is that we provide content. I mean, I, you know, I'm putting myself out there right now. A lot of my colleagues, we just, they don't understand how it is that I'm comfortable, and Lior as well, going on radio and saying all these things and giving our opinions, well, because we have nothing to hide. Exactly. I'm not going to expect you, John, to come to my office and, and you know, uh, uh, put down you know, 500 bucks to speak with me for an hour so I can give you the same information that I am giving people out right now. Right. I, I don't think it's fair. I think we have that information to give out. If you want to hire me because I'm telling you that we can help you, that's up to you. But at least, you know, you're not buying a, a cat in the bag, as they say, mm, right? Yeah, right? I mean, nothing is hidden. This is who we are. And that's how our lawyers operate. And that's why we have such a good reputation, a strong reputation in the legal community. And you mentioned Lior twice. And, you know, God, you know, his head swelled enough. We gave him enough plugs on this show. But we'll do it one more time. You yeah. have the benefit of your firm. Well, I'm the better looking guy. So, <laughs> well, okay. That's, okay. You guys can argue that one. But you guys have the benefit <laughs> of doing both LTD and insurance claims and employment, which most firms yeah, do. Yeah. Right? So and, you know, they, they work together. Hand hand, right? My God, they go hand in no, hand. P- no. People who have uh, disability issues or injury claims, they, you know, many times have employment issues because their employer is giving them a hard time. Because they're and off vice, work. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Employment types claims, oftentimes they have these employment claims because of disability a- right. aspects, right. Uh, which we can help with. So it's all under one roof. The right hand speaks to the left hand. one 990 is the number anytime. Email is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Lots more of the show coming up. We'll get to an email after a, a quick break here. It's the Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. One triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six is the number. Anytime it is help at the insurancelawyer.ca through email. Leslie used it. Says I've been experiencing loss of memory and focus over the past few months. I'm forty two, and my family doctor sent me to several specialists, and they are still running tests. They're not sure what is happening. And when I applied for LTD, long term disability, I was told that unless there was a clear diagnosis, I wouldn't qualify for LTD. My sister is a paralegal and looked at the insurance policy, and it doesn't say anywhere on there that I need to be diagnosed. All the specialists uh, that I saw say, I can't work right now. What What do I do? Well, Leslie, first of all, you took the right step by contacting me. And, uh, you know, th- there is a misconception out there by a lot of people, and frankly, a lot of insurance adjusters, that you need to have a diagnosis of the disability. And, you know, the reality is that most of the policies that I have seen don't ask for a diagnosis. It has a criteria for how a total disability is defined. And, you know, it, it can be either that you can do uh, X amount percentage of uh, your duties at work or that you can't earn X percentage of your income, whatever it is. Rarely, rarely do these policies say you have to be diagnosed right. with something for us to pay you. The criteria is based on the functional disability, not on, on the diagnosis of that functional disability. Uh, unless you're saying that your sister is a paralegal and look at the policy, I'd like to look at the policy myself uh, and have a look. And, and, you know, nothing against your sister, but this is what we do here at the office. I'd like to have a second look. Again, free of charge. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, if you have a case or not, based on what you're telling me, Clearly, obviously, as you said, your uh, specialists are saying you cannot go back to work. 
So my question is really is, is the insurance adjuster reading the policy correctly? Right. If, if they're not, then 100% you have a claim. And it's a resolvable claim, fairly quick, fairly easy, uh, little to no stress. You know, oftentimes, John, people contact us. And they actually don't understand, despite listening to the show or listening to friends telling them about the show and about me, that once we get involved with these types of claims, we are the ones dealing with the insurance company, not the individual. And that's very important to understand because for many people who are on LTD, they are frightened, they are anxious. I mean, imagine somebody who's going through cancer or going through some kind of a trauma, psychological trauma, PTSD, whatever it is. And in addition, they have to deal with an adjuster that's forcing them to do certain things or hounding them. them. I mean, you don't deal with these people. We deal with these people. We are the conduit. We are the wall, okay, that's standing between you and the insurance company, and we fight back. Hence the website, uh, fightformyltd.com. So, Leslie, uh, please get in touch with me uh, privately, directly after the show, uh, and I will be able to help. Uh, I'd like you to email me that insurance policy, or oftentimes it's online if it's a big employer mm-hmm. or insurer uh, th- that has those policies online. I can take a look at it within probably two minutes, tell you if, in fact, you have a case by looking at that and by looking at whatever reports your specialists have provided. Again, that number, one 9406 in the email, uh, you know it already because you wrote in, help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. You know, I often talk about going to mediations and settling cases and uh, using experts to bolster clients' cases, so on and so forth. Uh, like, how do you do that? What, are, what experts do you use? Well, that, so that's interesting. I, I recently spoke with a, um, a lady who suffered uh, a, a pretty severe brain injury. Well, I spoke to her and her husband. Uh, it was severe concussion, and she still has memory issues. Um, it's considered to be a traumatic brain injury, mm-hmm. perhaps um, on, on the mild side, so it's not severe. Uh, but, but still, we're dealing with uh, her not being able to go back to work. And her case is being handled by a certain lawyer. And apparently, they are going to a mediation uh, later this year, uh, mid-year. And I asked her, okay, you can't work. Uh, You have a diagnosable brain injury. You have difficulties doing things at home. Clearly, your husband is here. He's telling me about all the issues you're having. Mm -hmm. What experts has your lawyer hired to help with the case? And by experts, I mean... Is there a neuropsychiatrist that's assessed you, your brain injury? Uh, is there someone who's assessed your needs around the home for housekeeping, for home maintenance, uh, for your uh, medical rehabilitation needs, right? Uh, do you have a forensic accountant that crunched the numbers? I mean, you can't go back to work. How much are you going to be, how much have you lost income-wise and how much are you going to lose in the future? Yeah. I, and there's at least two or three or four other experts I can think of that I'd be using here. And she says to me, well, he's only sent me to one expert, and I asked her who that expert is. And it's, first of all, the completely wrong expert, number one. Uh, in other words, it's an expert in a field that is not really the critical field here. The right. critical injury here is to the brain. So you need somebody who specializes in brain impairments, right? Uh, so not only did he just hire one expert to assess this lady, but he hasn't hired all the other ones. So, you know, the analogy I give, why it is that we need experts is because we need to show the insurance company that we are ready to battle. We are ready to fight. And you, insurance company, you are going to have my client assessed by your doctors. Well, guess what? I'm going to line up a whole bunch of doctors on my side of of the table, Uh, not just doctors, but other experts, accountants, whoever I need to show, you know, to, to, to show force. And, and again, why is it important? Because the more effort 
The more effort the lawyer and the law firm puts into a claim, the more the insurance company understands that it's going to be very costly for them to fight the the, mm-hmm. the claim. And you know, and again, so the analogy that I often use is is that you know, if you're going to war, you want to go to war with American type weapons. You don't want to go with sticks and stones. No. And what's happening with this lady, unfortunately, is that her lawyer is going into the mediation with sticks and stones against this behemoth insurance company. Right. If the insurance companies, uh, the insurance, comp- insurance company sees that, well, they're going to evaluate or put the dollar figure for settlement accordingly, right? They're going to simply assume that they're not going to have to pay as much than if, you know, they had somebody on the other side that knew what they were doing and hired all these experts. And I'm not saying hire experts just for the sake of hiring experts. These experts are tools. These experts are like aces, you know, when you play poker. I mean, this is who we use to bolster our client's case. Yep. Very, very, very important. Because chances are the insurance company, if need be, they'll get their own experts. So you oh, they be will well get armed, their, right? 100% they will. Yeah. And again, keep in mind, I, I, I'm talking as someone who used to work for an insurance company, right? right? I mean, I, I, did, I did defense work. Yeah. So if I saw on the other side two lawyers, similar injuries, similar types of, of claims, but on one side, the one lawyer is lining up three or four top-notch experts, and on the other side... I'm not seeing any experts or maybe one. I'm thinking to myself, the guy on the right, the one who has about four experts, top-notch experts, clearly they're ready to do battle. Yep. So I'm telling my adjuster, you better be prepared to pay a lot more to for, this guy, for, for, to this guy yeah. than the guy who hasn't put that much effort into the file. one 990 is the number. Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. We'll get another one of your emails after a quick break here. It's the Insurance and Injury Law Show. Talk Radio, AM 640. One triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six is the number to get hold of Savannah and his uh, firm anytime. Email is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Mentioned an email off the top, or at least when we come back here, we'll get to one now. Sarah says, uh, my friend at work told me to email you and ask you about a car crash I was involved in five months ago. I was a passenger, and we were hit by someone making an illegal U-turn at an intersection. I still have concussion and haven't been able to go back to work. I'm a chartered accountant, and the financial hit has been pretty hard for my family. I've been going to treatments, but I'm not getting that much better. I'm pretty far from Toronto and was wondering if you have an office closer to us. Well, I'm not exactly sure where, where you're um, right, she didn't f- say it, right? from Sarah, but I can tell you that we handle claims across Ontario and frankly in other provinces too, except for Quebec. Uh, so distance is never an issue when we're dealing with long-term disability or injuries. Never, never an issue. And I can tell you that in your case, if you've suffered the concussion, which again is a brain injury, of course, you know, there's different levels of brain injury, uh, but clearly yours is severe enough to disable you from working. Yeah. And, uh, you know, chartered accountant, I mean, listen, my wife is a CA, so I understand the immense amount of concentration that you need to have to be able to do this kind of work. It's very detailed and specific work. Uh, And, 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 you know, the financial hit on your family, I mean, I I can't even fathom what that would be like. Remember, when you're in a car accident, whether or not it's your fault doesn't matter with respect to accident benefits. You should be able to get accident benefits through your insurance company, your right. own auto insurer, or the insurer of the car you're in, uh, and and they will cover you for income replacement benefits up to a certain amount. Generally, it's up to $400 a week. Uh, it's part of the accident uh, benefits that you would be entitled to. Uh, they would give you medical rehabilitation expenses, again, depending on how you are classified, 
presumably you are not a minor injury, like within the minor injury guideline. Uh, so, so you'd have a lot more money that's available yeah. to you for medical rehabilitation uh, um, benefits. But you know, you'd also be entitled to compensation from the insurance company of the driver that hit the car that you were in, the guy who did the illegal U-turn. And we call that a tort claim. Yep. And we handle these kinds of tort claims uh, every day in my office, quite a lot of them actually. Uh, and generally we deal with the more serious ones and generally ser- by serious I mean you know, when, when uh, employment has been impacted or when uh, somebody has either broken something or torn a ligament, something more serious. In your case, Sarah, clearly it's a severe case. If you suffered a concussion, you could not go back to work. Uh, so again, uh, having an office in close proximity, that was an issue maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. It's not an issue now in the modern age. We do everything via email, phone. And you know, if we have to travel anywhere, our lawyers travel all across the province, all across the province. So uh, it's not an issue. Get in touch with me after the show. Let's chat. Uh, and and make time to speak, and and I can tell you what all your legal options are. One triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six is the number uh, that Savan's talking about there. So if a person's denied, say short term disability, uh, should they still apply for LTD before they call you? Yeah, they should. Well, no, they should be calling me as soon as they are denied short term disability or long term disability. Right. But the fact that you were denied short term disability, if you have access to LTD, you should apply to LTD as well. Remember, sometimes your short term disability is covered through the employer. Sometimes the employer is actually covered those kinds of benefits. Sometimes uh, you have a different insurance company than the LTD insurer. Many, many times I have people who qual- or should qualify for short term disability uh, and, and they get denied. And it's the same insurance company that covers them for short-term disability right. as long-term disability. So what we do is we start the claim for short-term and for long-term, right? Uh, hit, uh, you know, two, two birds, one stone. Two birds, one stone. Exactly, exactly. So you know, first of all, if you are denied or cut off short-term disability or long-term disability, you give me a call or email me immediately or go to fightformyltd.com. Uh, but you should still be applying for LTD even if you are cut off short-term disability. That email, by the way, help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Nita writes in, says, my husband was denied long-term disability because apparently the insurance company doesn't like or believe his chronic pain doctor. He's 49 years old, works in sales. He also sees a psychologist regularly for severe depression and anxiety. And she also wrote the insurance company that he can't work. Can he be denied LTD because the insurance company has an issue with his doctor? So this is a fascinating question, Nita, uh, because, you know, insurance companies are sophisticated. And we've talked before on the show about how you should be careful uh, on on which rehab clinics you go to because some of them are not necessarily kosher and some of them have been uh, blacklisted exactly by insurance companies for, for a good reason or for a bad reason, right? Well, doctors, uh, chiropractors, I mean, individuals who provide these kinds of services within the insurance context, whether it's because of somebody being in in a car accident or a long-term disability, insurance companies are fairly uh, aware of uh, treatment providers' reputations. And just like they can blacklist certain clinics, sometimes they blacklist certain doctors. Now, we can have a whole show discussing the morality, the ethics, the legality of the insurance companies doing this. The practical reality, Nita, is that if the insurance company doesn't like that chronic pain doctor, they are simply not going to believe anything that chronic doctor says and does. And that's, you know what, that's between the doctor and the insurance company, not your husband. The problem is, is that it's impacting your husband. So how do you deal with this? 
Well, the way to deal with this is to simply do exactly what he's done here, which is have a psychologist who also wrote reports. So what I'm not clear about is why is it that the insurance company is disregarding the psychologist's, the psychologist's uh, uh, reports? Uh, so, you know, remember, John, the criteria under the LTD policy is whether the person is totally disabled. Then the question becomes, who is saying that he's totally disabled other than the individual? Right. If you only have that chronic pain doctor, well, the insurance company is going to be fighting you on that. So if you know that's the issue, I'm not saying you don't go to that doctor, particularly if that doctor is actually helping you, but perhaps seek some other medical treatments, go to other practitioners, try and make your case more robust by having more treatment providers providing reports in support of your disability. That way you make it very difficult for the insurance company to uh, cut you off or deny you because, yeah, they may not like this doctor, but what about the psychologist, the family doctor, the psychotherapist, or whoever else he's right. going to? So, Nita, I should be able to resolve this. I need to understand a little bit more. Contact me after the show, and we'll talk about it, and I'll give you your legal options. one 990 is that number, Nita. The email is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Check out fightformyltd.com as well when you got a moment as we get into our last few minutes here. We'll bounce over to another me- uh, email and some more LTD uh, discussion as well. This is the Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. one 990 is the number to get a hold of Savannah and his firm anytime. Email is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Samuel writes in, says, my son, 32, had a bad accident about two years ago at work. He's going through WSIB and was also receiving benefits from LTD, but was cut off two months ago. He appealed their decision to cut him off and they rejected him. Uh, should he just sit and wait to see what happens with WSIB and not bother with the LTD insurer? No, I don't think so, uh, Samuel. And, and, you know, again, very important to understand the interplay between long-term disability and other types of uh, governmental assistance, such as workers' comp, uh, which is essentially government um, uh, benefits that he may be entitled to. One thing to understand is this, that uh, if he gets accepted by workers' comp, that doesn't mean that he doesn't have an LTD claim. So I don't think he should be waiting. I think that, uh, you know, I I would be able to help uh, your son with the LTD claim. But one thing that we have to understand is that if he's successful with with workers' comp uh, and he gets a certain amount of money or benefits, the LTD insurer may be able to claw back how much they have to pay. So it's analogous in a way to CPP disability, right? If CPP disability pays you X, and uh, the uh, LTD is paying you Y, well, once you get approved for CPP disability, uh, it's going to be Y minus X. In other words, the LTD insurer doesn't pay you the full amount, and then you also get on top of that CPP. You get the LTD amount less CPP because you're already getting CPP. Same thing with workers' comp. But he doesn't have to wait to see what happens with workers' comp to contact me about the LTD issue for a very simple reason, because he may be entitled to a lot more money from the LTD insurer irrespective of what he ends up getting from workers' comp. Got a couple minutes left. I'll wrap with this question. A lot of people get in uh, accidents and have injuries. It could be, you know, severe broken legs. could be concussion, torn shoulders, whatever, whatever. How does not going to their doctor affect their uh, case? Well, it it doesn't look good. And I'm saying this as someone who worked as a defense lawyer. If I get a file on my desk and I'm defending the insurance company and this person is complaining of this and that, whether it's long-term disability or an injury, Yeah. Really, you know, common sense dictates that if you have an injury, you're going to seek medical attention. If you don't, that's fine. That's great. That's that's your prerogative. 
but it doesn't look good. Remember, perception is probably 99% of the battle here. Perception. So if if you don't go to a doctor, um, to any doctor or to any specialist or treatment provider after an accident, right? Let's say you wait a month before you go to a family doctor or a walking clinic uh, after a car accident, insurance company is going to take that into account. They're going to say, well, how serious was that accident? So remember, uh, after an accident, whether it's a slip and fall or a car accident, or if you're on long-term disability, the medical trails you leave behind may dictate the path of your claim, right? The insurance company is going to look a lot more seriously at your claim if they are seeing a more robust medical trail. You have to. And I'm not saying you go to the doctor for no reason. I mean, you go because there is a reason, right? Don't just go because I'm telling you to. But just understand, from a perception standpoint, insurance companies evaluate claims not only on the criteria of what's the injury, what's the disability, but also how much of the health system have you accessed, Yeah. right? They want to know that you are actually trying to get better. And and that's just, again, it's just sense. common sense. It yeah. makes sense for them, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll take it from there. Till next time, the number is one 990 and email anytime is help at the insurancelawyer.ca. If you haven't checked it out, go to fightformyltd.com. Some basic questions there. See if you're set to go. And, of course, uh, contact Savannah and his team anytime, either before or after you check out that website. It's been the Insurance and Injury Law Show right here, Talk Radio, AM 640.